the narrative is the Miami Heat beat the Pacers, no surprise, that the Heat were able to upset and pretty much handle Giannis and the Bucks in the second round. And in the conference finals, they take out Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and company. You're hearing the kind of leadership they're getting from Jimmy Butler, the toughness of Bam, the coaching of Eric Spolstra, Tyler Hero, a rookie, playing like a veteran, Drogic, a.k.a. Reed Richards, turning back the time, spinning the clock back, looking like a young buck attacking the basket. You're hearing those narratives, and at the very end you hear, but they can't beat the Lakers. The Lakers are a juggernaut. They're on a mission. The Lakers are playing for Kobe, for the Mamba. There's no way Miami Heat can get in the way of that. There's no way they can beat the Lakers. They're outmatched. I'm here to tell you, this is a seven-game series. Am I surprised that the Los Angeles Lakers are in the NBA Finals? I am not. You're talking about a team with two of the top five players in the NBA. You're talking about a team with two guys who are both first team all NBA. The only surprise is the Lakers did not meet the LA Clippers, the much hyped about matchup that even I thought was a lot to happen. Shout out to those Denver Nuggets that had other plans. Having said that, am I shocked that the team they're going to meet tonight in the NBA Finals is the Miami Heat? If you ask me that at the start of the playoffs, the question or the answer would actually be yes. I'd be surprised if Miami made it to the Finals. But after watching the playoffs, watching the Heat journey, who they competed against, how they played against Indiana, not surprising. What they were able to do, though, as they made their way through the playoffs, especially when they matched up against the Boston Celtics. I thought those were two teams evenly matched, not disappointed. I thought it'd be a seven-game series. It went six. The Heat proved to be the better team. They have the better coach, and it showed. So here we are. Miami Heat, the unexpected, versus the L.A. Lakers, who were expected to be here. So this is simple. The Lakers meet the Heat, the Lakers sweep, and the Lakers are the NBA champions. I don't think so. And this is someone, this is coming from someone who's a diehard LA Laker fan. I'm looking at this just as an NBA fan. I'm looking at this very objectively. Do I think the Lakers will win? I think the Lakers will win. My head says the Lakers will win. The formula hasn't changed in the NBA. So I want to remind everybody, it is still very much the star-driven league. If a team comes into a series and they've got the two best players in the series, which the Lakers have, and they've got arguably the best player in basketball, which many people believe the Lakers have, along with a very good, strong supporting cast, the Lakers are going to be your NBA champions. I think the Miami Heat have other plans. They're very unconventional. Jimmy Butler is a terrific player, multiple-time All-Star, great two-way player. 
I'm not sure anybody considers him a superstar, but there's no question he's an all-star who has had superstar moments. Jimmy Butler is fearless. He is a leader. There is zero quit in him. And the rest of the Heat, they take their cue from their leader. The guy that I'm looking forward to watching in this series, though, is Bam Adebayo. I think Bam, when we talk about young players making a leap, best series in the first round, Utah versus the Nuggets. And you saw Donovan Mitchell and you saw Jamal Murray go on these incredible scoring binges. Fun to watch, exciting series, no question, the best series of the first round, seven games. And we thought these two guys are ascending. I thought it was a great series, and there's no question about their talent. Jamal Murray goes to the second round, and he matches up against the L.A. Clippers, the favorite L.A. Clippers. And he and the Joker take out the Clippers, coming back again from a 3-1 deficit. We know the Joker is an all-NBA center. We know he's probably the most skilled center offensively in the NBA. I don't have him as a superstar yet. I think he's an all-star. I don't think he has the mentality to be a superstar yet. I think Jamal Murray is the alpha. He's proven it on that team. And we're talking about, about a guy who's 22 years old, and he is the alpha on that team. And his, his ceiling in terms of talent and what he could develop into from where he is now, there is no ceiling. He's that gifted a player. He's that talented. I saw Jason Tatum take a step forward. A lot of people wanted to anoint him superstar. I see talent. I see all-star I see him making steps towards becoming a superstar, but he's not there yet. Along with his teammate, Jalen Brown, who's right on his heels. The Celtics have a gifted, talented young wing tandem who are ascending, but they're not quite there yet. Jimmy Butler is an established all-star. But when we're talking about guys that are making leaps, I think the guys that are making the biggest leaps in the playoffs have been Bam and Tyler Hero for the Miami Heat. And I think Bam is on the verge of making that leap from all-star to superstar. He's been terrific throughout the playoffs. He's elevated his game. And I actually think when you watch the NBA Finals, the key player, I think the key player as a starting unit, obviously, is going to be Bam and how he matches up with AD along with Jimmy Butler and LeBron and what they do with what they do with Jay Crowder, what they do with the Dragon in terms of who tries to slow him down because Drogic is getting 21 a game. Jay Crowder is shooting the three like Ray Allen and playing great defense on the other end. I think Bam doesn't have to outplay AD for the Heat to win this series. Of course, we know Jimmy Butler's not going to outplay LeBron. But if Jimmy Butler's just Jimmy Butler, let's say he averages 22 a game for the series and Bam averages 21 or 22, gets you 11 rebounds along with five or six assists. AD and LeBron can get those numbers if you're a Laker fan. They can average 60 points for the series, give you 20 rebounds combined, give you a combined 12 assists and two blocks and two steals. But if they don't get the production 
that they've gotten in the playoffs from Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, Alex Caruso, Kuzma, Dwight Howard, Markeith Morris, and more importantly, I would tell you the third best player on the LA Lakers since he's been on the team in the playoffs has been Rajon Rondo. It's not even close. What he's given them is another player who can create offense for others, who can run the team and can be disruptive defensively. The cherry on top is Rondo's shooting 45% from three. I'll make this simple. Don't get caught up in just the stars. Look at everybody. If Rajon Rondo averages 10 points and nine assists in this series, like he has been in the other series, and shoots 45% from three, if he plays that well, yes, you can book it. The LA Lakers are going to be your NBA champions. This series, to me, doesn't come down to just the stars. This is a unique series. This series, I've heard people make the comparisons that Miami reminds them of the 0304 Pistons. There's no resemblance to those teams in any way. Miami doesn't play with bigs. They play with one big. They don't play with two bigs. Bam is the only big on the floor. The Heat essentially play with a center and four guards. They play small ball. That Piston team had Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace, and Rasheed Wallace. That's nothing but length across the board. So they're nothing alike. And while Miami is a good defensive team, that Pistons defense is all-time great. They are not close to being that kind of defensive team. So there are no similarities on any. The only similarity, if you're if you're really reaching, is that that Piston team was an overwhelming underdog to beat that Laker team. And I'm sure that this Heat team is the underdog in an overwhelming way versus the Lakers. That's the only similarity. I look at this Heat team, and I would say the way that they've gone through the playoffs, when you see their chemistry, the adjustments that the coaching staffs have made throughout games, they're actually closer to that Mavs team that beat the original, or should I say, the, not the original big three, let's say the, the Miami Heat original big three of Braun, Wade, and Bosch. They don't have a top 10 player. They don't have a superstar. They have two all-stars and some very good players, and, and, and a few of the very good players, they're young players. They're still on the rise. The Lakers is a veteran-led team. You can look at their roster top to bottom, and in terms of guys that are part of the regular rotation, outside of Anthony Davis, Alex Caruso, and Kyle Kuzma, everybody else is 30 and over. This is not a young team. They are built to win right now. On the flip side, when you look at the Miami Heat, Bam's 22, Tyler Hero's 20, Duncan Robinson's 25, Kendrick Nunn's 24. They do have veterans mixed in. With Iguodala at 36, this is his sixth straight final. Jimmy Buckets is 30. The Dragon is 33, but he looks like he's 23 throughout these playoffs. This is going to come down, I'm going to use Shaq's term. I think this series comes down to Miami's others versus the Lakers' others. And I think it's going to be more of a series than most people anticipated. 
I know initially when I knew this was going to be the matchup, first thing out of my mouth, Lakers in five. And the more I look at the rosters and what I've seen throughout the bubble and how each team has played, I think this is a seven-game series. I think this is a seven-game series. And when we get to game seven, I think this is going to be anybody's series. X factors, like I I'll say it again. I think it's Bam, and I think it's Tyler Hero. And for the Lakers, it's real simple. It's Rondo. I think it's got to be Rajon Rondo along with KCP because they're going to need that shooting. If they don't get the shooting, that will change everything. I also think that the way Miami plays defense, they're a solid defensive team. Unlike the Nuggets, unlike the Rockets, I think they're going to make the Lakers take more perimeter shots than any other team has been able to do. And I also think knowing Eric Spolstra, most people anticipate him playing some zone. Yeah, I can see some zone, but I'll go you a step further. I think the Heat will trap LeBron more than most teams have. I think the Heat will challenge him in this sense. I think they will hard trap him to get the ball out of his hands and they'll go with the strategy of if KCP can get 25 or 30 or Kyle Kuzma or Rondo or Alex Caruso, if, if those guys are going to beat us with their shooting ability, then we'll go down. But they're not. You have to take away something people always say. And up until this point, nobody's taking away anything. So you're either going to take away the scoring or the passing. If it were me and I were playing against him, you can't assume anything. The passes can be dead on and perfect, but he can't make the shot for that shooter. I would take away his scoring and live with him making great passes, and let's see if those guys can knock down shots. On the flip side, I expect the Lakers to get up into the Heat shooters. I don't think Robinson, I don't think Hero are going to get as many open looks as they did in the other series. But Hero's different. If you push up on him, he can actually put the ball on the deck and he can drive. He's not just a shooter. And Andre Iguodala is one of those dudes that come playoff time, don't look at the numbers, look at the plays and when he makes those plays. This is not a sweep. This is not going to be a gentleman sweep. This is going to be a series. It's going to go seven games. And this won't be about the best player. It will be about the best team. And it'll be about the best team's best players. When do they make plays? Don't run and look at the box score and look at stat lines. Watch the game and watch when key shots are made, key stops are made. That's when you can see who's actually making plays when it's money time. I don't think this is going to be a quick series. As an NBA fan, maybe this isn't a dream matchup, but I think this is a unique matchup that fans are going to come to relish. I think this goes seven. This is a seven-game series. And because it's a seven-game series, even though I'm a diehard Lakers fan, I can tell you what I want. But if I'm being honest, when you're going seven, and then this situation where there are no home court advantages, this is just all about you and your team and executing and making plays, it's anybody's series. And I might be one of few who feel this way, but I'm calling this a seven-game series. 
and it's a toss-up. It's a pick em. It's anybody's series. I've also said this. If the Lakers were going to win a title, it would be this year, and Anthony Davis would have to be finals MVP. I still believe that. Look, LeBron is the leader. He's the facilitator. He's the best player. But AD has to take himself to another level once again. I thought he elevated against the Nuggets when he needed to. I think he needs to go to another level versus the Heat because Bam is going to come at him. He's got to respond, and he can't just be very good. He has to be dominant. AD has to be dominant for the Lakers to win this title. On the next show, we'll talk about what we saw in Game 1, what to expect in Game 2. Look, I know everybody's like the Lakers come with a big stick when you've got LeBron and AD. Can the Heat survive their knockout punch? But I think this Heat team has something in them. I think they have no quit. Not only can they take a punch, I actually expect them to punch back. So for all you people that think this is going to be a quick series, I'm going to say it again. I say it's going seven. 